Take a look at Mandalorian is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Welcome to Take It Like a Mandalorian. Today we're here to review Chapter 4. It is titled Sanctuary. I am Dando and I'm joined by Mr. Guy Davis. Guy Davis, as always. Mandalorian Sanctuary. A really solid episode. I like this one a lot. They're consistently dishing out great stuff. They are. I mean, they're just little uh, sort of self-contained stories within the the overarching major story, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it feels very sort of old school in that regard. I think it's something I'm very happy about that we are getting a new episode each week as opposed to having all of them dumped yeah. on us. So you're not forgetting things, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got your little recap at the very start of the show, so previously on The Mandalorian, mm. which is great. Which I always but, skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, I think if you're watching them all back-to-back, I think you can do that, certainly. But, you know, I like having the anticipation of like, okay, where are we going, where are we going now? So, uh, yeah, been very happy with the, uh, the way it's been trotted out so far it's become like my Saturday morning treat I get up before Nicola and Elliot <laughs> I tiptoe out into the lounge room and I whack it on it's great Saturday morning Star Wars yeah and it's half an hour it's bite size yeah. Yeah, yeah, as, as, we, as we said last week, I mean, yeah, it's it's not a huge commitment, but it's uh, it's satisfying. I reckon. Mm. Yeah. I got I was getting um, Stargate vibes during this one. It's like where they go to a different colony or whatever, and just sort of have to save the day. Okay, I was ne- I was never a Stargate TV guy. SG1, so, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I was, but I, a couple of people that I follow on uh, on Twitter, like uh, yeah, TV writers and filmmakers, mm. and that are saying, one guy in particular was saying, yeah, I used to work on um, sort of action TV shows back in the late '90s and early 2000s, and this reminded him very much of that. I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, very or, or, like a, or like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Star Trek, just, you know, yeah, you you go to a, a new location, you get into a scrape, and. Uh, Things kind of not reset by the end; they move forward a little bit. But yeah. you know, he's off on his next adventure after that. It's a one and done adventure, though. One and done. Yeah. yeah, but they do plant seeds for things that may come back, like the uh, the love he has for the new woman. Very much. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a he's got a new mate, and he's got a potential love interest yeah. <laughs> who doesn't seem to. Do you want him to take the helmet off? He's like, oh, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that far in the relationship. No, but, we haven't. Uh, the the other thing about this episode, I mean, um, looking at the uh, the very uh, the the very start of it was you know you've got the the farming community or whatever it is yeah. or, the, or the fishing community what are they they're sort of harvesting blue shrimp out of the uh, shrimp of some kind out of yeah. the swamp it's quite or, scary the intro yeah yeah when when you've got these uh, these roving band of uh, bandits coming in and you know fucking shit up it's uh, but it's very scary but it's also an indication that what you're getting here is a very classic story. Um, the best known version of it, or the most famous version of it, is probably a classic Japanese film called Seven Samurai. Okay, got remade as The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Also got remade as A Bug's Life by, yeah. by Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's you know the tr- the classic story of uh, you know a community that's sort of outgunned, outmanned, uh, you know, being preyed upon by the uh, by these terrible types, and they have to call on someone who's a bit tougher, a bit more streetwise to come and sort things out. In this case, they're lucky that the Mandalorian's in town. They're lucky that Gina Carano's in town also. I, I, I did say her character name. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Dune, yeah, yeah. yeah she, was, she blew me away. I didn't realise how good she was going to be. She's, she's just an MMA fighter, right? She is, yeah, but she's also been in a few films. Now, this is, uh, listeners, this is your regular reminder, because I'm always doling out regular reminders yeah, to yeah. people to see 
a film called Haywire. Haywire, yeah, okay. Now, available so you, on any streaming service? It In Australia, I believe it's on Stan. Stan in the Dan. US, I think it's on Netflix. Um, other countries Find it around somewhere. the world. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry I ignored you, UK and, <laughs> and other parts of Europe and everywhere else it's listening to. Yeah, Take yeah. it like a Mandalorian. But um, yeah, a movie called Haywire. It's about 2011 or so. And okay. Yeah, um, it's made by this guy, Steven Soderbergh, who did mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven yep. and all that kind of stuff. And he was, uh, I think, just, you know, touring through channels and one night and came across an MMA fight with Gina Carano and just, you know, whipping ass. Thought, I can make a movie with this woman. And so he did. And I mean, it's just a, a, a female-led born identity, essentially. Okay. You know, she's a secret agent who's gotten betrayed. She has to go so off she's the she's the main star. She is, yeah. Wow. And she'd never really acted before. No, okay. so, but, it, you know... Soderbergh surrounded her with like Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Channing Tatum. Also, genuine actors, yeah, legit actors. And she's, look, she's not Meryl Streep, but can Meryl Streep kick the absolute shit out of Channing Tatum? Probably not. She's (laughs) very believable. Oh yeah, yeah. And you see her doing it in this as well. I mean, uh, yeah. So very glad to have her on board. And um, but you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's That's fine. We'll we'll take it, you know, step by step. You know, you know what I liked about their relationship though was that they didn't spend an episode of them not liking each other, and then by the end realizing, well, we're going to have to team up. They just sort of got along from the get go. They had a little squabble, but it wasn't like a an actual fight. No, no. I mean, yeah, they've got a fight, but they've you know they've got a fight to move the story forward. They've also got a fight to show these guys know how to handle themselves in a scrape. Mm. So. You know, they can take on each other. They're probably going to be pretty good when they're working together. Now, the reason I was scared of these, what are, we, what are they called? The actual name of the monsters? There was a name for them. Oh, yeah, the bandits or... Clatoonians yeah. or something? Sound about right, yeah. I mean, now, look, I, <laughs> I love Star Wars, but geez, they throw in some bloody... <laughs> so, so <laughs> they throw in some language. They're scared of these guys, mainly because they've got an ATST. So yeah. this is like episode four was Jawas. Like an old element of the, from the original Star Wars mm. that still feels fresh. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's being rehashed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's um. You can tell that they've. You know, the Empire has fallen, and it's like we were saying last uh, last episode. It's that kind of state of flux where no one knows the state of play anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, how did, how did that get here? How yeah. That? yeah. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of black market ordnance lying around. You can probably pick up a uh, you know an ATST on the cheap and you know repurpose it for your own needs. Yep. It did look far more intimidating than Return of the Jedi. It did, yeah, you know, when it was taken now by Ewoks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sort of thinking, eh, these guys really yeah, I don't think we should be that scared of this thing. It's taken on a bunch of teddy bears. But they actually did make it seem a bit more threatening with the glowing eyes. And the the out. eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was good stuff. I think it's being dark really helped as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, um, um, but now we haven't mentioned little Yodito yet. We have not. How met. funny was he in this? He was very sweet. That first very, opening very, five minutes, yeah. I was literally crying of laughter. I was like, they're, re- they're really steering into the whole Udito thing with him. <laughs> you know, I think anyone who uh, is either a parent or has been on a car trip with a child, yep. you know, stop playing with the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, have you seen that clip of the Thug Life cat? Where no. she's saying, don't hit the glass, and it puts oh, his paw up, and it yeah. just knocks it off. That's exactly what he did. Just put his <laughs> paw up. Little thug, you did. He, anyone no. watching that cannot just stop bursting out laughing. He's, he's very sweet. They're, just, yeah, they're <laughs> really so staring into how... Uh, he's got how, sass now. How adorable he is, yeah. The little womp rat. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another nice sort of Star Wars throwback as well. I mean, yep. yeah, because I think Luke used to talk about... He used to boast about shooting Shoot womp rats. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really great that they're, you know paying tribute to and acknowledging the history of Star Wars and yeah. all that. But, uh, yeah, doing it in their own way uh, with their own characters. So, But, uh, yeah, definitely your, your, your Dito on the, um, well, on the ship. Yeah. 
Also, the sipping sipping broth. Oh, that's uh, the, the next greatest meme ever. <laughs> it's already going. I think it's replacing Kermit. Kermit, the, Kermit yeah. with the tea. It's now your. My favourite was my mum watching me open presents on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, he's also you know he he loves eating frogs. He was chasing around yeah. a frog again, and uh, all the kids fell from. No, I can't work out. Is he actually a baby, or is he like is he intelligent? He's intelligent, obviously, but yeah. is he still a child mentally? I think he must be. Yeah, I know, I, mean, I know Yoda's species live for hundreds and hundreds of years. years. And so, he's only 50 years old, so I guess he is a baby, but... Yeah, I mean, we don't know any, any of his history before the uh, the Mandalorian sort of uh, snatched him away. I mean, mm. yeah, because he was just alone in a in a room, yeah. wasn't he, when he was he, found? Well, he was I being mean, guarded, but who was guarding him again? Yeah, so did we actually see that? Or is I'm that not gonna, too sure. Are we going to get flashbacks to that? We just might. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more to be revealed about yeah. Baby Yoda or Yodito or whatever you want to call him. But uh, I do love the Yoda waddle as well. <laughs> it's great that, he, yeah, that you're actually seeing him sort of get around on his feet. It's like watching a Muppet ride a bike. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, we've had him, uh, we, we had the Mandalorian or Mando, whatever you yeah, want yeah. to call him, and, and Yodito enjoying their broth at the uh, the bar on the, uh, or the, or the, the pub or whatever the rest the cafe on the yeah, yeah. on the uh, on the planet they meet Gina Carano they get into a fight sipping some coffee have a nice little uh, <laughs> have a nice little John Woo moment I don't know if you guys are familiar with the great action director John Woo he made uh, in Hong Kong back in the nineties he made movies like The Killer and Hard Boiled then he moved to Hollywood and made Hard Target and Face Off. Um, Face off, so great. Oh god, yeah. and Mission Impossible too, which is not so great. <laughs> but um, he sort of um, for action junkies of a certain age and a certain era, he was kind of rewriting the book, and you know he was taking classic action tropes and 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 set pieces and sequences and sort of you know basically sticking the andre- um, adrenaline pen from Pulp Fiction into yeah. the heart and just juicing them right up. And in episode. Might have been three or two, but oh, no, it was the last episode, episode three, where you know Mandalorian's walking around with this little baby swaddled up and shooting people. That's straight out of hard boiled. Is it okay? Yeah, the bit in this episode where um, Kara and the Mandalorian are having their fight and they end up rolling around, pointing their guns at each other. That's also straight out of the killer. These are movies you should track down. I mean, they've they're very sort. Of, oh, they're, they're they're about twenty, thirty years old now, so they're probably very old fashioned. But they're, I reckon, they'd still stand up today. They're okay. just. Uh, yeah, full throttle, insane action movies, very bloody. So, uh, by all means, check those out. But yeah, clearly, the makers of The Mandalorian, John Favreau, and the directors that he's got on board are all sort of paying attention to a lot of stuff that's gone before. And like Everything we said in matters. that last episode, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's what Star Wars did. Star Wars paid tribute to old Flash Gordon yep. serials of the 1930s and, you know, Japanese samurai movies and old westerns and stuff like that. And The Mandalorian is doing the same. It's, it's something I'm really, really happy about. What do you think of the Mandalorian character? The way he just seems to be able to keep his cool in any situation. He does, yeah. And I mean, he's he's a sort of a classic Western gunslinger as well. I like that we're sort of learning more and more about him. <laughs> this is going to sound weird and a bit weak. I love that he's got good manners. He's no, really it, no, it is good. He's, he's really he's, nice he's, to people. He's like I mean, a yeah, nice guy you want to yeah, hang out with. That's the thing. He's not a, he's not sort of you know striding into cafes or villages and sort of being oh, we're doing it my way. No, he's, kind of, he's, no, he's saying please and thank you all the time. That's he's very generous help. of you. Thank you. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean. Admittedly, those guys who sort of came along and said, help us, Mandalorian. He's like, eh, 
you haven't got any money in there. <laughs> but, you know, when he, find, when he finds out it's good for him. Yeah. Or that he can sort of make it work to his advantage. Works for both and, parties. And your yeah. Advantage, yeah, yeah. Then Biomans will do it. But I like that he's a good guy. I mean, he's clearly no one to mess with. Yeah. But I like that he's yeah, he's got a good heart. Yeah. And he wasn't just abandoning Yodito at the end either. He thought no. he found a good home for him. Yeah. Did, yeah, we, we, was your heart racing a little bit when that guy had the, the oh, target yeah, on him? Oh, absolutely. When I heard the gunshot, I went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'd, I'd written notes <laughs> about this, and I think it was like, um, <laughs> I wrote down, Udito loves those frogs, which clearly, <laughs> which clearly he does. But then when I think I've written, no, with like seven no's, don't leave him, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> clearly it means a lot. Yeah. Like, that's, that's probably the worst decision he's made in the series so far. Yeah. Thinking that these people can look after the Odito. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he looked. He, he was seemed very happy playing with the kids and all that. But yeah, yeah. No, it's the adventures of Mando and Yodito. Yeah. In the is it the Razor Crest? I think is the ship called his ship. Okay, not yeah, too sure. Yeah, yeah. They can't possibly kill Yodito. They couldn't. I mean, no. I could. I could see him, especially you know, now. No, it's, it's oh. a merchandise fucking <laughs> money train. But I could see, um, you know, the Mandalorian. Putting him somewhere, finding a sanctuary for him, as yeah. this episode sort of indicated. Yeah. But uh, I'm more than happy to see him keep uh, keep doing their stuff together. You know, for another season, another series of seasons. Yeah, yeah. Means. yeah. The Cara Dune scene at the end, that where she shot the bounty hunter who was trying to kill Yodito, very similar to him shooting the robot. It was. In the first yeah, episode. yeah. Very tense too. I was like, I was, te- I was scared for a little bit. Yeah. I was like, ah. I think something about seeing through the barrel on a baby. It was a little bit upsetting. It's not good. Well, you know, Dan has a new dad, as we yeah. know. So I think anything that involves you know, little little critters is going to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my heart's very cold and stony. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, I was a bit worried for your details. We actually learned a bit about the Mandalorian in this episode and that he isn't actually a Mandalorian. He was taken in. You, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you'll find that's often the case when someone is not natural to a culture, but they embrace it, they really go for it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that he was you know, sort of explaining a bit about his background and also the philosophy and particularly the stuff about the armour as well. I mean, mm. I think you've, you've, heard, you've had a lot of people saying, is he ever going to take that shit off? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's he clean his teeth? How's he going to enjoy some bone broth? And, you know, he does. He just can't let anyone else see his face. Yeah. And I did like that line. You know, he said, I think the, uh, the woman on the planet said, can you ever take that off? He says, if I do, I can't ever put it back on. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Guy's so, got a code. I mean, again, it gives you a hint into, yeah, what the uh, what the way of the Mandalorian is like. I mean, you got hints in the last episode where they all sort of rocked up and, you know, they've got each other's back and that. But clearly, if you're in, you're in. If you're yeah. out, you're out. Um, well, the, the story he tells here really explains why that, big guy in the third episode was sort of like, you're not one of us. But then by the mm. end, it makes that ending so much better because they all came together for him. Even yeah. though he's not really one of them. Mm. He is though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I've, now I've, I've forgotten the character's name, but uh, the actress is uh, a woman named Julia Jones, who's okay. played, yep. sort yeah, of yeah, the, yes. the lead yeah. female character from the village. The, mo- uh, the mother was, of the Yeah, Julia she Jones, was yeah. really good. I liked oh, her yeah, a lot. Yeah. She, I think she was in some of the Twilight movies and okay. uh, maybe Westworld and a few other things. But, yep. uh, you know, I like the conversation that they had and how, you know, she's trying to, eke out a bit of his background and saying that she, you know, how sad it was that, you know, she said, you haven't shown your face to anyone since you were a kid, since you put yeah. on the helmet, which is, yeah, it's pretty sad stuff. I mean, it, it's, it gives you a, a, you know, a fairly strong indication of what, uh, what's, what life is like for these bounty hunters, particularly yeah. these guys. Yeah. I wonder um, if anyone's actually questioned him on that for a long time. Yeah. About, you know, the ma- about the man behind the mask. Yeah. Cause how yeah. often does he come across just regular people? Not often, you think. He's, no. he's, he's, a, he's a bounty he's, hunter. He's a bounty hunter. You know, he's, he's dealing with scum to, all the yeah, time. He's, 
his customers are probably slimy. The people he deals with are probably slimy. Yodito's probably slimy, but just in a, <laughs> but in a Yoda what kind of way. slimy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a bit of an underlying sadness to those kind of Western stories or samurai stories. Yeah. I think The Mandalorian is uh, is referencing and kind of um, trying to evoke. I mean, there's the, you know, living a life of violence has a cost to it. You know, you're always sort of moving on. You can't really settle down. If you do, you know, there's a price to that as well. I mean, you've got to live with yourself and you've you know, got to live with what you've done. And yeah. I don't know. I hope the guy finds happiness somewhere down the line. But, you know, I hope he also gets to shoot a lot of fools in the meantime. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he minds having to look after Yodita, though, because then he knows that he's safe. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I did like that when he's saying, wait in the ship, you know, don't yep, touch anything. That is and, so and, great. Yeah, and then he's like, to be honest, like, okay, come on. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That visual, though, of the door going down, him just being there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was laughing so, so hard. So very, very <laughs> adorable. Um, this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Second episode in a row directed by a woman. I don't think it's, I think it might be the first thing that Bryce Dallas Howard has maybe directed. Although okay, I'm not too sure she might have. I think she's got a documentary under her belt, but um, this might be the first kind of scripted thing that she directed. I think she did a pretty good job with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the whole uh, it was very tense with the uh, you know the gun sight on uh, on little Yoda. Um, the great the, action sequence at yeah, the end. The, yeah, the action sequences, the battle sequences were really well done. Had an emotional story there as well. Yeah. It's, um, it was a, it was a really just good little yarn, well put together. So I never um, would have predicted there being a love interest in the Mandalorian. No, no, I didn't see that coming no. either. So uh, and you know, it didn't. It it felt like oh yeah, of course they're showing that. I don't know. <laughs> he's not completely made of stone, but yeah. uh, I think they played it very very well. I they was, did. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think what else I enjoyed about this because there was a lot to enjoy in this episode of the Mandalorian. I thought the music was really yeah. good. It was the most sort of John Williams. That the score has been for some time, particularly yep. during the action, uh, during the battle sequence. It felt like a mini movie. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's the that's the great thing about sort of episodic mm. action based TV is you can get these kind of uh, condensed or cliff notes versions of. There's no filler. Cl- yeah, of classic action stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's cutting out all the all the middleman stuff. I mean, that movie I mentioned at the start, Seven Samurai, goes for like three hours. Okay, <laughs> you know, it feels like it goes for ninety minutes, but it goes for three hours. Yeah. Sometimes you just want a little sort of bite-sized version of that, and I think that's what we got with Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Dude, would you say where would you say this ranks so far? Um, I think oh this is my gosh. second favorite, if not my favorite. I would say, I've, yeah. I really enjoyed the Jawas, but I think I enjoyed this one more. Okay, now I'd, I'd say episode two is probably my okay. favorite yep. so far. This would probably be number two. I think because this one, whilst it, you can tell it was a star, it was based in the Star Wars universe. It didn't feel so much like Star Wars, where the, no. the second one was definitely Star Wars. Yeah, and that's what I love about the Mandalorian is that it's bringing in all these elements, but still being original at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Look. It, the last three episodes that we, that I've watched, I've certainly enjoyed enough to make me go back and watch the first one, which I wasn't that mad on. Yeah. I get the feeling that I might have missed might something. Might more sense now. Yeah, now. as opposed to it not being good. I just might not have been in the right frame of mind. Or well, being the first episode, sometimes you go in just ready to critique it. You do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think, okay, well, this is all you've got to work with. But now you're seeing it's part of a bigger story. It's like, okay, well, yeah, this certainly fits in. Yeah. So, um... I'd say this is my second favourite episode so far. Okay. Yeah, no, enjoyed it very, very much. I'm just going to look up what the next episode is titled and we can try mm-hmm. and, based off the title, see what we think it's going to be about. <laughs> Some really random speculation. Do they actually make it available, the, t- the title of the episode, before it's aired? I don't think they do, actually. I don't know. I mean, if Chapter I'm, 5, I'm, no, they don't. No. Oh, no. Okay, so, yeah, you have to wait until the 
the time comes out, up, yeah. and, then, so, and they actually tell you. So okay. Dave Filoni, who directed the pilot, he is directing, directing the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you think they're going to go from here? So obviously, so Mandalorian, he's got a love interest. He's leaving her behind because he has to protect Yodito. Yep. He now knows that he can't leave him behind anywhere. He's constantly constantly on the run. He's going to have to look for somewhere that's not just safe, that but also that he knows. Yeah, yeah. I think so. He's going to have to operate from a position of strength. So Kara's going to come back at some point. I don't think for we'll give her two episodes at least. Yeah, yeah. Give, give her time to sort of uh, do what she's doing, but. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have to yeah, try and find somewhere to, um, yeah, find a bit of a place to knuckle down and um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? set up a uh, bit of a defence. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. feel like they're going to be game enough to do a whole episode around like Cara Dune and not have the Mandalorian in it? I reckon do that. They, they would it? probably do that for season two. I two. think they've, I think they've yeah. got, this is the Mandalorian story yeah. in, this, uh, in this particular eight episode yeah. sort of run. Uh, it also depends on how people sort of react to Cara Dune, which, you know, why wouldn't you dig her? She's great. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, whether they do a spin-off or a solo episode for her, look, I'd be happy to see either. But, um, yeah, look, we're, we're, we're going to be approaching the second half of the story, you know, in episode five, you know, so it's not the, second not the downhill the run, yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's setting stuff up for, you know, a bit of a confrontation, a bit of a conclusion. So... Yeah, he's. I think he's looking for. He's looking for somewhere safe that he can sort of hole up and you know, really regroup and then figure out his next move. My only worry is that because they've been so great to now, is it going to be a disappointing episode coming? Well, you yeah. can't keep being this great, can it? Uh, or can it? Yeah, but look, any any ongoing TV series is always going to have sort of like peaks and valleys. But I mean, it needs action. Yeah, it needs humor with Yodito. Mm-hmm. What else is Mandalorian? Here? What's the formula for Mandalorian? Oh. It's it's got cuteness from Yodito. It's got sort of elements gruff, from the original gruff dad humor in, in yeah. the form of the Mandalorian yeah, yeah. and Yodito. Um, introducing sort of new characters or bringing back characters we've seen in the first few episodes. Well, Griff Carga wasn't in this. No, no. So but, he's you know, come but back clearly, he's he's going to need to you know, stick his head in. And they answered that question. They can still track him. Oh yeah, from the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Should we get into the Mandalorian mailbag, by the way, that we promised last episode? Absolutely. Was the, oh, there's letters. Alrighty, so in the Mandalorian mailbag, thank you to our patrons for contributing. So Alistair Danik, he writes in, do you think uh, TV shows are the best format for Star Wars going forward rather than the movies? Depends on the story they're telling, I guess. I guess so, yeah. I mean, um, I think it'd be great if the movies were... One and done. Yeah. Or do you think... I think, no, I, think, I, think, I think you can keep doing trilogies. I mean, I think there's enough sort of uh, juice in the Star Wars tank that, you know, people are going to come out for, you know, big blockbuster spectacles like this but uh, yeah I, th- I certainly think the Mandalorian's demonstrated that there's room for stuff that's a little lower key I mean clearly this has got you know it's got money to work with it's got good production values yeah. it's attracted you know you know name talent um, but it's not yeah. very often you create Baby Yoda either no no so look I'm, I'm it's it it works both ways I reckon I mean I'm I'm certainly happy to you know go to the cinema and you know fork out my hard earned for for Star Wars movies and I hope that experience never dies where you know yeah. paying your money having some popcorn and watching a movie yeah absolutely not but uh, I, I I mean yeah I'm all for that but uh, I think this has certainly demonstrated the Mandalorian has certainly demonstrated that uh, yeah just a good story. Over over a series of weeks, over you know, over a couple of months. Story like this, right? Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I'm all for it. I think I think it can work both ways. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you think they'll do like a universe? Do you think Ewan McGregor will appear in this? Oh gosh, Um, that would be one hell of a moment. Yeah. Ooh, I'd like I'd like to see that happen actually. But uh, just plant the seeds for there's a Obi Wan series (laughs) coming. 
having said that, I mean, look, shared universes are nothing new. Uh, everyone thinks it sort of started it's, with it's Marvel, Marvel, but yeah. it's been yeah, but no, it's, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Having said that, it's easier. It's well, it's not as easy as it seems to make those kind of things. I mean, you have to look at you know the DC universe. long-term planning. Yeah, long they, long-term planning. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to get everything just right. I mean, everything's got to fit just so. Um, now, again, this is also part of the Disney universe, and I think they know how to do this kind of thing. I think, of course, they've probably got their eye on it. You know, it's it's money in the bank if you know you have to watch everything. Yeah, um, but. Because I feel that's what they were going for with the um with the solo. Like I I guarantee you there, there was plans for a second solo movie shortly. Oh, I, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'd As a tragedy, it's not going to happen. I'd love to see it. Oh, it'd be so so fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I think it depends on the story they're telling on mm. to what format they use for the Star sure, Wars. Sure, yeah. but no, no, I'm I'm happy to see both. Yeah, I mean, I always this is probably the first. Star Wars TV thing that I've watched. I never watched the, as I said, well, the animated Clone stuff, I Wars never or anything. Either. No. Yeah, never really got into and it. it and I think because it wasn't live action, it never felt like it had to be watched. Yeah, like, to me. Yeah, it's always, it's like reading the novels or you know, yeah, the, 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 the expanded. There weren't Star yeah. Wars canons. Like even though these apparently are canon, I just never really got into them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I I sort of hear about people talking about various characters like. Wouldn't it be great if Mara Jade came in? Like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> With that face, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she's great, but I don't know who you're talking about. So, I think it's great that there are individual stories that you know you can enjoy on their own. You don't necessarily have to, you know, know the rest of the universe or other characters or anything like. That. It's like, no, I've got eight episodes of my Mandalorian. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, you know. I'm sure there are, yeah, yeah, there are definitely Easter eggs in there for for other stuff, but it's not vital to my knowledge or enjoyment of this particular show exactly. that I know those kind of things. Now, Joseph O'Hara writes in, Baby Yoda, cute companion or corporate cash cow? <gasps> Bit of both. Yeah, to which I, you know, do the little uh, girl from the taco ad and say, why can't we have both? <laughs> Alistair did the exact same thing. <laughs> ah, Alistair, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah. Oh, look, I mean... It's fine. Let's use let's use the Paddington movies as a recent example. Yeah, they're very very enjoyable. They're well made. They're ter- you know they're terrific stories, heartwarming, and everyone's got yeah. People have been having Paddington Bear stuffed toys for goodness knows how long. You can do both. Yes. Yeah. Look, it it, appear, it certainly. I think it would be disingenuous of me to say that uh, the people at Disney and, and Marvel and Star Wars didn't have their eyes on the prize. I think they knew that. There's chance, you'd, yeah. Your yeah. Dito could definitely be a, he, he a was pop cr- vinyl or a stuffed toy yeah. or a meme not, generator. Not ex- I don't think to the extent in which he is, though. Yeah, I mean, he's really he's all over social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just owns the internet. At the yeah, moment. yeah. So, um, but I don't, I don't think think any of those things detract from what he brings to this story and what he brings as a cu- as no. a cute, adorable little character, and also he's yeah. important to the story. And which, who which, is important yeah. to the story? Yeah, Where, who Gro- is- Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's not that important. Not really, no. I mean, um, in the first movie, aside from that, you know, the one end, yeah. yeah, one major scene, we won't spoil it or no. sort of go back because I'll start crying. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you could pretty much have Guardians without Groot. Yeah. Um, People out there going, oh! Yeah. But, but, but baby Groot's just there to just 
for comedic value, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'll be happy when he's sort of back being a big ass tree and, you know, yeah. able to impale people with branches and things like that. I'm not a huge fan of Baby Groot or even Teenage Groot, but all Groot in general. <laughs> um, Jamie Gamble says, do we feel sorry for the people in the UK who are still waiting for it? Absolutely, we do. Yeah. That's, yeah. it's, I can't believe it's taken so long for Disney Plus to start. When does it launch in the UK? That's a very good question. Maybe it has by, by the time this airs. Yeah, so look, yeah. Disney Plus UK. Can't believe that our friends in the UK have gone without. And that seems like it's launched. Let's have a look. Launch date. 31st of March, 2020. Oh. No way. Really? What? Why is that the case, do you think? That can't be right. There surely has to be some sort of legality. Is Disney Plus coming to the UK? It's officially announced the UK launch date and it hasn't explained why not, but it hasn't officially announced, but the smart money is on the first quarter of 2020. That is absurd. Look, we here at Take It meant like... How did uh, we get it before the UK? I don't know. We here at Take It Like a Mandalorian do not endorse piracy in any way, shape or form, but But I'm guessing there's a lot of UK pirates out there (laughs) who are just snapping up the Mandalorian because, honestly, that, that is... That is 1970s, 1980s way of thinking when, you know, we had to wait God knows how long. To, For a movie to come out. Or yeah, whatever. you know, Return of the Jedi would you know open in, say, July in the US and like coming to October, you know, coming to Australia in October. It's like, oh, man, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost 2020. We can't be operating this way. I don't know why that's the case. Sorry to our friends in the UK. But it is coming. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, but I'm, like Guy said, I'm sure you're already watching it. Yes. We, we, we certainly do not endorse that. No. Fingers crossed. <laughs> now, final question for this week's Mandalorian Mailbag. Brandon Twitchell says, what is one thing from the Star Wars movies that you would like to see make an appearance and explored further in the Mandalorian, just like how we learned more about the Jawas? Hmm. Um, well, we've already sort of had... Was he on Tatooine? I in that episode? Don't. Well, I don't so, know. So Jawas are not just sort of native to Tatooine. I don't think of... he was on Tatooine, but yeah. Like... So I'm wondering if like Tusken Raiders or Sand People are not just Tatooine as well, because I those guys scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's they were a bit scary. And that shot where it gets repeated. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> even as a seven year old watching that going. It's weird. Before <laughs> I knew anything about filmmaking or editing or anything, I'm like. It's not quite right. <laughs> Could we learn, learn more about the huts, maybe? Even though Jabba's dead. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Oh, because they talk about the hut. Uh, yeah, the hut mobs. Yeah, yeah they're the, the mobsters. Well, yeah, so a whole yeah riff on the sort of the Star Wars underworld, I think, would, yeah. Yeah, would be really good. Just seems yeah. like a show that would fit that kind yeah, of... Yeah, and I mean, if we're going to do crossovers or anything like that, I mean, you know, they referred to certain things in Solo. I mean, was it... I want to say Asian Dawn, but I think that's out of Die Hard. Crimson Dawn? Crimson Dawn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the syndicate that, uh, that you know, Paul Bettany was the leader of and that Amelia yeah. Clark was kind of working How good for. was he as a villain? He was great. Yeah. So good. So, I mean, um, yeah, I'd be happy to sort of, yeah, see the Star Wars underworld uh, explored a bit more. And, you know, with the Mandalorian, we've got the perfect character to sort of go into that. Yep, and just fuck some shit up. Fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, thank you for contributing to the Mandalorian mailbag. Make sure you keep sending your questions in. Thank you once again for listening to Take It Like a Mandalorian. It's been episode four, Sanctuary, next week. Obviously, episode five. We don't know the title yet. We don't know the title yet, but hey, just you know, make make a few uh, Yodito memes. Yeah, yeah. Put, put them on the mailbag. Let's, let's have a look. Send them through. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. See you next time.